1: Gen Z slang terms. We're going to talk about those and do one of our favorite things to do every Friday. A top five list. You're listening to the common good. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson, and i normally joined by my fabulous co-host, Brian From but he is out today, so I am doing a solo show. So glad that you're with us. If you've missed any of today's show, we'd love to invite you to go back and catch up on the podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever it is you download and stream your podcast. We also love connecting with you on social media. We are at Common Good Talk on the app's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, our uh, producer, Laura Finch, sent me this story. It is so, so funny. So uh, somebody posted, my sociology professor keeps an alphabetic list of new slang terms he learns from students, and I will never get over it. I'm going to share some of those uh, slang terms with you. Okay, the first one, op, which this one I haven't heard, op. It's just short for opposite, O-P-P, playing the opposite side, uh, period, with a T on uh, the end, that says see facts. <laughs> we'll talk about that one in just a minute. Pull up or come through. It's an invitation, the professor says. Put someone on. The act of getting someone on a trend. I didn't know that one. Here's one I didn't know. Rashing, that means to make fun of somebody. Real one, it's a valid person, someone you trust. Run that, that's to take or to start something. My, our youth pastor says like, instead of run that, she'll say like from the jump, like from the start of something, from the jump. Secured that bag, that's the money being received. Uh, I'm dead, that that means that was amusing. Jams, an enjoyable old song. John, I've never heard of this one, John. Thing, object, person, or place. J-A-W-N. John. We have to figure that one out. Low-key. That's not obvious. Okay. This one, I'm going to come back to low-key because I had a funny conversation about low-key with my cousin. I'm still trying to figure it out. Or my nephew. I'm still trying to figure it out. Okay. Mad, mad, or big mad. That means you're very mad. No cap is I'm serious. No lie. For real. Nanya is Nanya business. Um slaps, like that slaps, the professor said it's of high quality. Uh <laughs> I had someone say this next one to me, non-ironically, really, slay, which is like to do really well. That slays, they said to me. They were like, Yeah, if I could see you in August, that would slay. And I thought they were like being ironic, but actually they were using this term normally. Okay. Um, smacks, a tasty treat. Snack, a person who looks good. Stay up. You will be okay. I like that. I haven't heard that one. Stay up, sus. My kids use that all the time. That's suspicious or shady. Take the L. That's like instead of take the, w, take the W, take the W, take the L. You make a sacrifice. Spill the tea, gossip. I've heard all kinds of forms of spill the tea, like um, it, like instead of just saying hey, let's spill the tea, they'll just be like, can I offer you a cup of ginger turmeric or so? so it, uh, can I offer you a cup of English breakfast? Would you like a cup of? you know, whatever. They're just like referencing tea. That means gossip. My son likes to spill the tea with me pretty consistently, but this one's funny. The low, low key there's low key and high key. So my, our nephew lived with us last year and he would use low key all the time. Like I'm, he'd be like, I'm going to low key go to Dunkin' Donuts. And I'd be like, wait, how are you going to low key go to Dunkin' Donuts? Like that one was always super confusing for me. And he'd be like, you know, you know, low key, like it's not high key. I'm like, what? I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, anyway, here's a. this was helpful. Low key is like not elaborate or showy. So like, if you were talking about someone's wedding being quiet, you'd say it was a low key affair or like if something kind of bothered you, but like like maybe wasn't making you panic. You could be like, this is low key freaking me out. (laughs) I literally feel like such an old person talking about these things, but I thought this was so funny. Uh, In fact, Brian, the fact that I just now said literally Brian hates that. That's one of his like least favorite terms. Okay. Here's some more 50 Gen Z slang words. That you need to know to keep you from being too choogie. Apparently, that's that's one. Although I haven't heard, I heard I haven't heard choogie in a while. But fam or famo, that's something our youth pastor says all the time. Like, hey, famo. <laughs> Uh, just shorter word for family, but really it's sort of just like the way millennials use bro. Glow up. That means a makeover or transformation from good to bad. I heard somebody say recently they had a glow down. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. A uh, CEO. It just means like you're the CEO of something. You've mastered it. You're an expert. We all know what cancel culture is at this point. Stan is like a combo of stalker and fans. If you stand somebody, it means you're obsessed with them, kind of, or you really like them or you're for them or something like that. This one, I don't think gets used very often, but e-boy or e-girl, we used to call it like goth or punk or something like that. It's kind of like emo culture. W, like take the W, take the win. Um, this one is an older one. My kids used to say this dank, like they'd be like, your memes are so dank, which actually makes it sound like an insult, but your memes are so dank means they're excellent or of high quality, apparently. <laughs> uh, most people know this by now, ghosting. It's like you start ignoring people, stop texting them back. Um, I heard recently someone talk about vampiring or zombieing where you just like pop up out of nowhere like it's been a while and you just show up out of nowhere. Uh, salty when you're feeling like jealous or sassy. Big yikes, uh, my again, I feel like I learned a lot of this from our youth pastor. It's the slang. Uh, it's like, you're so embarrassed. Big yikes. Normal yikes. Don't do it justice. I haven't heard this one in a while, but I love it. Bougie. It's just fancy. Finna is short for like, I'm going to cap. We talked about that one. You're not lying. Um, I, it's hard for me. I, I would love to hear how our listeners use these, like try to use these and see what happens. Chuggy, not trendy. High key is the opposite of low key. So high key, I guess, is like really obvious and like out there. Um, simp, someone who does way too much for the person they have a crush on camp. I haven't heard this in a while, but I like camp. It's like ironically trendy, like Crocs are camp. Basically they're ironically trendy right now. Again, in a way they were a while ago snack. We talked about this. Someone you find attractive TFW that feeling when woke. Although I feel like this one has been usurped by the boomers, but woke, used to refer to being politically aware. Now it's been taken way too politically. We talked about slip T and the L. Uh, This is funny. Take several seats. So if someone is getting on your nerves, you might be like, take several seats. Okay. Drip is swag. Um, You know, cool stuff. Cool trend, cool styles. I got drip. Uh, Bop. I've never heard this one. A song or album is exceptionally good sheesh we kind of all know what that one is although this is interesting because i would have thought of sheesh as like um negative but sheesh is used to hype someone up if they're looking good or doing something good uh i y k y k if you know you know I y k y k. living rent free something living rent free in your head means you can't stop thinking about it i like that one as a writer it's kind of metaphorical it's different I hear this one a lot from our worship pastor when something is unique or better than usual. Bet. I This one I hear all the time. It just means yes, basically. Um, catch these hands. That means to start a fight. Uh, finesse means to trick or manipulate someone. Okay. So those are... I've, even just reading that list, I feel exceptionally old. But so funny to me that that professor of sociology actually had a list of slang terms and their definitions. I wonder if students were using those in their academic papers or not. So, so, so funny. All right, well, coming up next, it wasn't all bad. I've got some good news to share with you. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. I mentioned before, it's time for a top five list. This is one of Brian and uh, my favorite things to do each and every week. And My son, Eli, my teenage son was supposed to help. And he, typical teenager, just decided he's too good for radio, apparently. But we have an upgrade. Better than Eli, my very good friend, partner in ministry, one of the staff members at uh, and family members at Renewal Church. Rachel Varghese is with us. Rachel, Ooh. thanks for joining us for our top five list. This is very fun.
2: Yeah, I'm excited.
1: Our producer, Laura Finch, and I were like, we need a woman. We need a woman from Renewal. Rachel's in charge of all things communications and connections and really, she like, people don't know that Rachel secretly runs for (laughs) Noel Church. The other thing about you, Rachel, is you have a passion for 90s, specifically 90s R&B music, but 90s music in general. Yes. So we kind of thought we would do a top five list of our our favorite 90s women singers. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the the categories a little broad, like it's like, who who did I mostly listen to in the 90s? Who's on Rachel's Spotify list? Most of the time, we both have some honorable mentions because there are so many killer 90s women singers. This was hard for me to narrow down and hard for me to like rank, honestly. Mm. But uh, let's start with number five. Do you want to go first?
2: Sure. I would say Janet Jackson.
1: Oh, I love Janet Jackson. It's See, I, so I even good. I forgot. I forgot to put Janet on my list. Oh. There are so many options to choose from. Um, okay, this I don't this uh will not be obscure. I don't know if people typically think of her as nineties, but they did start in the nineties. I put Gwen Stefani oh.
2: from No Doubt.
1: Yeah. Because for me as a teenager, that was the first time I saw like a a woman who was kind of like punk rock leading a band yeah. of all guys and like one yeah, of the guys was cool. her ex-boyfriends so <laughs> she was like really like southern california cool yeah back in the totally. day, so she's my uh, good one. my number five okay uh number four for you Rachel. lauren hill
2: <gasps> lauren hill's my number four. Oh, look at, look at that,
1: that. <laughs> yeah lauren hill that album i feel like the that was education yeah the miseducation of lauren hill was like everything in the 90s yeah i didn't really really. listen to much after that i'll be honest i don't even know if she made music after that she probably (laughs) did but like i loved that album it's timeless yeah it's timeless it is it still comes on the radio you hear killing me softly and you're just like Uh, done done and done yeah yeah so good okay uh number three mary j blige Oh yeah! See, she, I forgot her on my list too. Oh, she's so good. Oh man, that's so good. Okay, uh, my number three is man. I this is hard for me because I'm torn between a few people here, but I'm gonna have to just go with who I listen to the most. And this might be obscure, depending on where you what your like deal was in the '90s. But Tori Amos, I listened to her. Oh, probably every tape <laughs> slash CD. That she yes. released, I was listening to constantly. I went back to listen to some of her music recently because I heard it on like a Hulu show I was watching. I was like, oh, that's Tori Amos. And I, I don't know that she stands the test of time like Lauren Hill does, like yeah, some of these yeah. others do. But I listened to her the most. So I had to I had okay. to put her on the list. Yeah,
2: I so. might have to add her to my playlist.
1: Yeah, try try her out. She's—I don't know if you like it or not. You might not. <laughs> okay, uh, man, are we are we at number three? Are we at number two? We're at number two. We're at number two. Oh, okay, it's getting really tough for me right now. Okay, who's your number two? Mariah Carey. Yeah, you got to have Mariah Carey on your yeah. list. Yeah,
2: she like defined the '90s. Yeah,
1: she defined the '90s too. So I, I, oh man, my my next three. I'm gonna have to place one as an honorable mention, but I really don't want to. So I'm, I'm really, oh, I'm really, really struggling here. But I'm gonna go with, um, maybe I'll, I'll make her an honorable mention. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna copy you. I'm gonna go with Mariah Carey yeah. too, because she's on my list. I just didn't know where to rank her. I'm gonna put her. on, I'm gonna put her as my number two. All right, honorable mentions. I have um, TLC, which I know.
2: Yeah. It's not, you know, it's three women, but, yeah, but that amazing yep. singers, rappers, everything. They have it yep. all. Yep. Um, and then we named my daughter after her as Aaliyah.
1: Aww. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's awesome. Life cut too short
2: because I feel like she well, would have just gone know. on to make such amazing music. She would
1: still be making music today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that it, I forgot about that. Her life was cut too short. Oh. Um, so I have, um, I have TLC on mine. I also have old school in Vogue on mine. That was like oh, yeah. early nineties, but I listened to yes. them all the time. And then I have, um, Fiona Apple who was like angsty nineties, yeah. but I listened to Fiona Apple quite a bit, uh, back in the That's day. And then I'm also going to throw in Eliana S'mores set. Cause I feel like she defined the nineties in a lot of ways too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: She was a good one.
1: I wonder if we have the same number one. Yeah, I wonder. I'm very Uh, curious. Okay, do you uh, want to reveal yours?
2: Yeah. Whitney Houston.
1: Oh, Rachel, I forgot Whitney Houston. Uh, I I don't think we can
2: be friends anymore.
1: I feel really terrible. (laughs) I feel really... We even started to watch the Whitney Houston movie together. We did. Wow, I feel really bad. Do you have a favorite Whitney song or songs? Uh, Probably
2: probably between I Want to Dance with Somebody. Because that's like a a family favorite Well, my girls at least.
1: Yeah. Um, And then, uh, how will I know? Oh, that's such a good song, too. Her music videos were so iconic, too. Like, I still feel like I can remember. Do you know that I saw Whitney Houston in concert? Yes, you told. I mean, you were
2: like your dad took you, right? My
1: dad took me, and Kenny G. What? <laughs> Kenny G. The saxophonist is who opened for her. So I saw Kenny G. When Whitney was so amazing. The other '90s concert that I saw that was very iconic was Boys to Men, MC Hammer, and Jodeci. Yeah. I said uh, that in the I said that in the wrong order. It was Jodeci, uh, Boys to Men, and MC Hammer. That was kind of the level of you know popularity. Amazing. At the time. But that was also with my dad, second row. Yeah with larry good old larry (laughs) i know um so most people are gonna think this is 2000s but they actually became a band in 1990 uh destiny's child is my number one i'm gonna say just slash beyonce because i feel like she like tops all the categories of all of them right Right. but um yeah i i had to throw they don't define the 90s as much as the other but like they're just so good yeah I yeah. still I love Destiny's child music so so much. Okay, so were these songs that you listened to back in the day or more now you have nostalgia for them? Probably both.
2: Yeah. Um I think what's been great is since having kids, my oldest is four and a half. And you know, there were just days where I'm like, we need to listen to something that's gonna mm-hmm. make me happy. Yes. And so we would just start listening to I Wanna Dance with Somebody. And now <laughs> like four years later, here we are, and she can like sing it.
1: That's amazing.
2: Yeah. My like two year old will sing to the left, to the left, like <laughs> you that know, that like song. fiance. So, like it, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very much like then and now. Like it's just cool to see how it's stuff that I love that they're they're forced to it. employ. Yeah. But, yeah. You ha-
1: that's part of the joy of parenting is you force your kids to like the things that you like. I think that's yeah. from- people don't know this, but uh Rachel has on a TLC shirt right now as we speak. <laughs> so you're just keeping it very real for us. And timely. Yeah. But you know, what's funny is my boys are just not, uh, my boys just like, like, I don't even know how to explain what category of music this is. It's like, I would call it like video game background music. Mm. Like they know the, they know the like sound designers and songwriters for certain (coughs) games that they play. And they'll literally like turn them on Amazon or Amazon music. I'm like, what are we listening to right now? They're like, Alexa, play Blah, blah 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 by toby fox i'm like what is this and it's a soundtrack to some like App they're into or game they're into, so so they're
2: that's like almost, a whole different level.
1: It's weird. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's weird. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm pray, praying that the Holy Spirit changes that. All right. Well, that is our top five '90s women list. If we missed anybody, which we probably did, like Christina Aguilera is coming to my mind right now. Sinead O'Connor. Like, there's a few others coming to my yeah. mind. S W V swv and let us know yeah. let us know on our social media at common good talk rachel thanks so much for uh, jumping in here in place of my yeah. son this was way better anytime thank you yeah you're <laughs> listening to the common good on am 1160 hope for your life and i thought I could end the show with some spiritual encouragement there's a book of blessings i've been reading lately from an irish poet and thinker named john O'Donohue. i'm sure it's like john O'Donohue it's called to bless the space between us. Uh he's um he's scholarly, he does a lot of meditation on his own spiritual heritage and because he's Irish and Celtic like a lot of these are just these beautiful Celtic kind of treasure blessings. And this is a book of blessings for so many different things. And um, I I might read you a couple. There's one that I was able to read over my friend as she began to pass away from breast cancer when she was on hospice. But um, there's one... For birthdays that I actually thought, even if it's not your birthday, maybe it is, maybe we're catching you on your birthday today, or just thinking about the day you were born. I, I, I want this to bless you. It's so beautiful. Blessing for your birthday from John O'Donohue. Blessed be the mind that dreamed the day the blueprint of your life would begin to glow on earth, illuminating all the faces and voices that would arrive to invite your soul to growth. Praised be your father and mother who loved you before you were and trusted to call you here with no idea who you would be. Blessed be those who have loved you into becoming who you were meant to be. Blessed be those who have crossed your life with dark gifts of hurt and loss that have helped to school your mind in the art of disappointment. When desolation surrounded you, blessed be those who looked for you and found you their kind hands urgent to open a blue window in the gray wall formed around you. Blessed be the gifts you never notice your health eyes to behold the world thoughts to countenance, the unknown memory to harvest vanished days, your heart to feel the world's waves, your breath to breathe the nourishment of distance made intimate by earth. On this echoing day of your birth, may you open the gift of solitude in order to receive your soul, enter the generosity of silence to hear your hidden heart, know the serenity of stillness to be enfolded anew by the miracle of your being. Isn't that beautiful? Even if it's not your birthday, I think that's so powerful. Some of the things that stood out to me, this phrase, when desolation surrounded you, blessed be those who looked for you and found you, their kind hands urgent to open a blue window and the gray wall formed around you. I pray to be a person like that for other people. And I am so grateful for the people in my life who have shown up when desolation surrounded me and opened up that window for me. That's such a a beautiful way with words. All right. Let me read you. This one is kind of an, another emotion one, but we'll emotional one, but we will, um, begin end the way we began with some emotional, hard things. This is, um, a blessing for the dying. All right. Here is the blessing called entering death. This is a a hard one, but also beautiful. I pray that you will have the blessing of being consoled and sure about your death. May you know in your soul, there is no need to be afraid. When your time comes, may you have every blessing and strength you need. May there be a beautiful welcome for you in the home you are going to. You are not going somewhere strange, merely back to the home you have never left. May you live with compassion and transfigure everything negative within and about you. When you come to die, May it be after a long life. May you be tranquil among those who care for you. May your going be sheltered and your welcome assured. May your soul smile in the embrace of your Anam Kara. That's a Celtic blessing there. This is what I got to pray over, my friend. May your going be sheltered and your welcome assured. This is something I haven't really shared very much, but um my friend Jen was very afraid to die. Part of it was some of the medications she was on. In the end, it just began to give her nightmares and began to um make her really fear death. And of course, I mean it's understandable, right? Any of us knowing we're about to die of cancer at a young age, leaving kids behind would be scared. And, um, she kept saying, she kept asking me, Aubrey, it's not going to be scary, right? It's not going to be scary. Tell me it's not going to be scary. And of course, I don't know anything, but I kept saying, no, it's not going to be scary. Like God promises he'll be with us in the valley of the shadow of death. It will not be scary. It will not be scary in Jesus' name. And there were many times, I mean, you know, she was only on hospice less than a week, but I went over and prayed for her that her nightmares would go and that it, it wouldn't be scary. And there was one night she actually thought she was going to pass away. But she was having nightmares and it felt very dark. And she actually said to me, I mean, it was amazing the wherewithal she had when she was dying. But she said to me, Aubrey, like I told God or whoever I was talking to, she was like, I will not go when I'm afraid. You will not. I will not die like this. And so she was like, so I didn't die that night. And she was like, I just I have to die when it's peaceful. And so I like, I mean, I'm telling you, I was on my knees praying against the evil one, on my knees praying for peace. And over her, I got to pray this prayer. May your going be sheltered and your welcome assured. And when she did at last pass away, she was peaceful. She was calm. She was among those who cared for her. I think some of you know that on... Wednesdays while she was in chemo, we kind of coined it. We didn't kind of coin it. We coined it hashtag warrior Wednesday and her friends and her family and her loved ones. And just those kind of following the story would wear camouflage on Wednesday, like a warrior's color. And then uh, post a picture and say, hashtag warrior Wednesday. And she, when she passed, it was a Wednesday and she was in her camo and all of her friends, not all of her friends, her closest family members and friends were in camo as well. And, um, you know it's a it's a painful thing to think about even now and yet I know that death is evil like I feel like I saw the enemy come for her but I saw God be stronger and and God be bigger and that she did have a blessing about being consoled and sure that she was not afraid that God was with her comforting her. She was tranquil that her going was sheltered and her welcome assured. And I know she's with Jesus now. And that's the comfort I have as I continue to pray for her husband and her mom and her sister and her brother and her dad and their three precious sons. And, you know, it it, it was a strange grace, I think to be able to pray those things over my friend as she went. And I know not everybody gets goodbyes like that, but um, certainly these are some, these are prayers we can pray over and bless other people with as they're sick or even for us, as we're fighting something that for all of us are going would be um, sheltered and are welcome assured because the arms of Jesus are open to us, even in really hard things. So I pray that those two blessings speak to you today, that they send you Away with the presence of God and with some encouragement, if you're walking through something difficult, or you're celebrating something amazing, a blessing for a birthday or a blessing for the dying, either way, God is here in the valleys, God is here in the mountaintop, God is here in the light, God is here in the darkness, there's nothing that we need to fear because God is the one holding us. So um, yeah, I just pray some spiritual encouragement over you today, wherever you are, that you sense that presence of God and that truth of Romans 8, that nothing, 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 nothing in the heavens, nothing in the earth, nothing in the past or the present or the future, nothing scary, nothing big, nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Well, Brian and I will be back again next time from 4 to 6 p.m. He's not here. So normally I would say for Brian from, but I'll say this instead for Aubrey Sampson. I'm Aubrey Sampson and you've been listening to the common good on AM 1160 hope for your life.